This episode is brought to you by Time Slippers. Time Slippers is a slipper and sneaker brand that is just changing the fucking game right now. Um, one of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn, hands down. I've worn Yeezys, I've worn Eddie Bowers, I've worn Uggs, I've worn Jordans, everything. These are the top, in the top three, I'm going to be fair, I'm not going to, I'm not going to brown nose it. In the top three, uh, most comfortable pairs of shoes I've ever worn, and that's me being an honest sneaker seller and sneaker buyer and collector, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I've worn every shoe possible, and these genuinely are one of the most comfortable pairs I've ever worn. Uh, they're the only shoe in particular that has given a three millimeter thick insole. They got this yoga mat insole. I'll actually pull it out. They got a yoga mat as the insole, which is absolutely unreal. I mean, look at how thick this thing is. That's, that's a fucking serious insole. When I pull out the Balenciaga ones at the end of this video, it's actually sad how thin a Balenciaga $895 shoes insole is. And then these time slippers that range from one to 200 bucks are like murdering them. But other than, uh, I'm not going to bury Balenciagas because I do love them. Other than that, they got Italian genuine leather throughout the whole shoe on the outside. They have this thick rubber bottom, which is not, not normally something you see on a slipper. Um, Uggs do that like foam, whatever quality it is on the bottom. Uggs are definitely meant more to be like inside, but every, every chick that's like fucking 15 to 18 wears them outside. They get destroyed. They look like shit. With time slippers, you could wear something that's as comfortable as an Ugg, if not more comfortable, and uh, will give you the durability that a Jordan will give you. So it kind of marries those two. Definitely recommend buying these. Go check them out at timeslippers.com. They have high tops. They have mid tops. They have low tops, women's and men's. The promo code is K-I-X-N-G-I-G-S, Kicks and Gigs, and that will get you 20% off your first pair. So thank you to Ryan for sponsoring uh, this episode of the podcast, and thank you, Time Slippers. Now, before we get into today's, before we get into today's episode, today's episode is all about scary movies. I'm talking about creepy shit. I talk about Us, which just came out, and I saw it, and man, I was fucking so disappointed, like so disappointed that it's almost not even worth talking about because I know that a lot of people are excited to see it. But before we get into that, I want to tell you a quick thing just to give you guys a little bit of faith in humanity. Um, the, the other day, this was just a little, it's just a little thing. The other day I was in the mall and I was just shopping around, you know, looking for a gift for my brother and uh, it's his birthday. Shout out to you, Anthony Blando. Um, go, go wish my brother a happy birthday. Happy belated Tony Beeswax on Instagram. Um, I was shopping around in the mall and I was with my brother, my other brother, Vincent, and I was saying how, like, I don't know if I want a girlfriend. I don't know if I'm ever going to find anyone. I feel like I can't do the fucking online dating, giving the same thing that I've talked about on 10 different episodes of this podcast. And we go into a specific store that I know has, like, they sell, like, dope shit. And I know that their style, I just know their style is dope. I know that I like the women that work there usually wear their clothes, and that's like the style that I'm into, um, for right now at least. So I go into the store, and I'm checking out, and there was a fucking amazing looking female working at the, at the counter, and there was like three different people working. And I was trying to time it so I could get to go in her line. So like one line opened up, and I just like turned to the person behind me. I was like, yeah, you could go. I'm still looking at these nail polishes. And I was just buying, literally just buying some fucking nail polish in her 
Okay, well, now I'm going to say the name of the store. In Urban Outfitters, um, just so I could fucking get... I don't know why it was a secret before. I, Urban Outfitters is the store. I was buying nail polish there, which I would never do because I fuck with OPI. But um, I was buying it there just so I could go talk to this girl for like fucking five minutes. And usually I'm not nervous. I don't know what the fuck is happening lately. Usually I'm not nervous when it comes to like... Just going up to a chick and saying fucking what's up, I'm Ange, you're super chill. I usually don't care, but this time around, my fucking stomach, my heart was in my, my fucking stomach, my stomach was in my heart, and, and I just didn't, like, I didn't know what to say, I was nervous, but I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna stop being a bitch, let me just buy something and talk to her. I was planning on saying, I think a very respectful first liner, by the way. For all you guys and females, whoever's hitting on whoever, um, I think it's always cool to say, like, first thing I say is, do you have a boyfriend, right? Because if she says yes, then I fucking know I'm not going to cross any lines. Uh, and if she says no, then I know that the door is a little, bit, a little bit more open, right? I think that most guys are like, you're super cute. I love tattoos. I fucking kiss you right now. And that's not how it should be. Because then, even if you're, like, egging her on... In her mind, she's thinking like, fuck, even if this guy's hot, like he has a boyfriend or I have a boy. Okay. She's thinking, fuck, even if this guy's hot, like I have a boyfriend and he's telling me sweet things right now, but I can't do it. And then she has to like awkwardly be like, excuse me, I have a boyfriend. I don't really want to do all that. And then the guy gets butt hurt. So skip all of that. I think it's a lot easier to just say, hey, do you have a girlfriend or do you have a boyfriend? And uh, then if their answer is, and some, a lot of girls play the card that's like, yeah, I do. And they might not even have one, but it's just a lot easier and a lot more natural way of saying, I don't want to fucking talk to you. And a lot of the times it's true. But for the girls out there that work at malls or work at places where guys hit on them, just be like, yeah, I have a fucking boyfriend. What are they going to do now? Uh, so... Moving on, I asked her, I didn't ask her if she had a boyfriend, but that was my plan. But now I get to the counter, I'm talking to her, and I'm like, holy fuck, she's so hot. Oh my God, I'm so scared because I don't know what to say. And I just couldn't like get, I couldn't even ask her if she had a boyfriend. I was just like kind of nervous, you know? So now we're standing there talking and she rings me out. She asked me for my email. I give her my email. Now the second I leave, I'm with my brother out to eat and I'm like, fuck man, like, I, I don't know why. I just, I should have asked her if she had a boyfriend. I should have tried to make a move on her. Like, I don't know why I didn't. And he was kind of saying like, yeah, you fucking lucked out, man. Next time though. And I, I just was so mad because we were like talking a little bit. I was asking her questions about the nail polish where it was cute. But then I just fucking couldn't finish it. So now, uh, like three hours later, we're sitting at my brother's house. And we're just hanging out. And guess who fucking follows me on Instagram? This chick. And then I fucking wanted to shit my pants because I was like, I was like, oh my God, Vince, she just fucking followed me on Instagram. And then uh, we were like DMing each other and she thought I was super cute and said sorry for creeping on me because she found my Instagram through my email or some shit, which is like kind of fucking weird. But in this case, I'm all for it. And I just thought that it was a good thing for all you, for all you guys out there. Um, it's hard to like... Okay, for all you non-creepy fucking weirdo guys, it's hard sometimes to, like, hit on a girl because you think she's really pretty or whatever. It's hard to, like, formulate a fucking sentence or, like, a pickup line or whatever. I think the best way is to always say, even though I didn't do it in this case, 
uh, always say like, yeah, do you have a boyfriend or do you have a girlfriend? I just think that's easier. But some guys can literally just walk into a place, like whistle at a girl, be like, you're a fucking babe. You should totally come out. Those guys are pieces of shit douchebags. And if you're that comfortable, if, if a guy's that comfortable doing it in front of you, uh, then he's probably, probably a piece of shit. But um, yeah, it gave me a little bit of faith because I felt so fucking like I give up and then regardless of what happens, I'm not saying like we're getting fucking married. Uh, it might just be a friendship thing, but uh, just the fact that like two people could do that in a natural way and it didn't have to be like swipe right on Tinder. I think you're hot. Let's pretend to give a fuck. I just thought it was really cool. So if you're out there and you fucking are sick of online dating, you feel lonely, you feel like shit, literally going to the fucking mall and pretending to buy something could make something happen. And you never know what's going to happen when you meet someone. So just wanted to give that a little bit of, did I say faith in humanity? I don't know if that's what that is a display of, but or example of, but that's what it fucking is. Now, moving forward. I love scary movies. I really do. I fucking love scary shit. I love deep web shit. You all know this. Now, Jordan Peele released Get Out, I think two years ago. I want to say it was 2017. And Get Out was fucking phenomenal. It wasn't necessarily a scary movie, in my opinion. It was more of like a thriller or like a drama even. But when I think of what makes this, what builds a scary movie... I don't think of like how scary looking is the fucking demon mask that they're using or is the CGI good enough or is the fucking like I don't think about visual stuff really. I think more about is the what's the concept of the film, right? Is the concept scary? Is it realistic? I think realistic is a big thing. When it's paranormal activity style shit and it's like a girl's fucking eating or fucking checks mix and then all of a sudden the bag flies out of her hand and then she gets dragged by the chair those are fun scary movies but they're not i don't walk away thinking like man i'm fucking thank god i saw that i think like well you know i could have made that i could have made that with some fucking string so how realistic the movie is plays a big part in my opinion and also just like i don't know the quality of the acting if is it like are they I don't know. It's just a lot of little things, right? Now, Us came out, which is also directed by uh, Jordan Peele or like produced by Jordan Peele. I don't fucking know. He did something with it. And a lot of people were hyped up because he did something with Get Out. And uh, the trailer of the movie, it, it looks, it doesn't look like shit. I'm going to pull it up really quick and just kind of play it in the background. It doesn't look like shit. It's just like, not that interesting to me. You really can't. You can't get a good fucking look at what I'm doing right now. But the trailer of the movie is basically this family and they're going on a trip. And the kids are like walking around and they're on the beach and they're fucking around. And the kid sees a... I don't, I'm not going to try to give any spoilers away. The kid sees a little playhouse. He goes in there or she goes in there. And while she's walking around this playhouse, she sees herself in the mirror and then she turns around and the, the mirror image of her is still looking at her. So it's not a fucking mirror, really. It's another person and it's a, like a clone of her, right? And that seems really scary. It seems like, holy shit, like 
you're like, what the fuck is this movie about? She's seeing herself in the mirror. Now, fast forward and like the end, right at the ending of the trailer, it shows the whole family, like the regular family. And then outside of their door, it's like the same people, but like clone versions in red. And they're like the evil versions or whatever. I think that's a fucking garbage concept, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people think it's like crazy and like fucking spooks their fucking jillies. But I just, <laughs> I just couldn't like, okay, there's a clone of me that's evil and he's going to try to kill me. That's not like scary for me. That's not, it doesn't even make me want to see it. I was very fucking flaccid when I watched this trailer and I really was upset because I know that the writing is good. I know that the quality of the film is good. The acting is great, but the concept is not, it didn't fucking hit home for me. Uh, I really liked to give you an example of what I'm into, I really liked Super Dark Times, which is a movie on Netflix. Definitely recommend watching. Um, it's about a bunch of little kids and they're fucking playing around. Something goes wrong. It turns into like a psychological, like serial killer murder type of thing. And it's with little kids. So you don't expect that. It hits you with a lot of things that you don't expect. Um, that was a great film. I thought Don't Breathe was pretty good. It was one of the more mainstream ones, but Don't Breathe was really good. I liked 10 Cloverfield Lane. I liked Hereditary was one of, in my opinion, one of the best scary movies of all time, um, which I know that's a stretch for some people, but Hereditary I thought was unbelievably good. Hounds of Love was great. Unfriended. Unfriended now. Uh, this is a, This is a, also a stretch. Unfriended was good because of the concept. Again, it wasn't the acting was fucking shit in most of Unfriended, and I and I know that. But the fact that it was like taking, it wasn't just like oh let's throw a ghost in there, or let's make this fucking guy possessed, or let's throw a fucking chair across the room. It was fresh and it was new, and I enjoyed that it was like modern, like this generation type of scary, like going online, someone hacks into your computer, you and your friends are Skyping. The whole movie was, I think, or not the whole movie, like 80% of the movie is like screen records from a MacBook. And that's fucking awesome. Like the, like that could turn into something really great. I think if movie movies are headed in that way, then we're going to be fucking, we're going to be set for fucking life. I don't know what this, uh, I don't know what's happening here. I don't know what I'm doing, but if movies are headed that way, then I'm super happy with the future of scary movies. But us, rather than bringing something that like is like modern and realistic and like people my age can relate to and older, it's just like another cheap, I hate to say this, it's another cheap, like made up, shitty, scary movie concept, uh, in my opinion. And uh, here's another thing. Every scary movie has like that reoccurring scary thing that's happening throughout the film. Um, or at least most of them do. And Hounds of Love, well, Hounds of Love is a little bit different. I recommend Hounds of Love. It's about uh, a girl that gets kidnapped by two fucking pieces of shit. And it's based on a true story. Very realistic, very scary, very vivid. But, um, Okay, let's say Hereditary. Hereditary had that the daughter that makes that fucking, that stupid sound. I don't even know how she does it because her mouth goes to the side or whatever. But she makes that sound and throughout the whole movie, you're getting this fucking type of thing. I don't know how to, I don't like how my face looks when I do that in the camera. But she makes this weird ass noise and it's throughout the whole film. 
in Annabelle. The reoccurring thing is that you see this doll every fucking 10 scenes or every five scenes. Um, I don't even know. All scary movies have like a reoccurring or like a core scary thing that's happening throughout the film that usually ends up being a huge part of the ending. And in this, in us, I'm not going to give it away and I'm not going to do a fucking impression of it because I would I would fuck it up. But there's a woman that has a voice and that's supposed to be like the re I, in my opinion, I think that's supposed to be like the recurring, like scary thing throughout the movie that you're supposed to kind of like it clicks when you hear that, you know, to be fucking scared. And it's like her, it's this main character's clone and she has a voice that's so not scary and so dumb that with the second I heard, like there's a scene when they're, when they finally meet each other, the clones meet the evil or the good people meet the evil. I don't know how to fucking explain it. There's a scene where they're all in the house and they meet each other. And now like everyone starts kind of talking but this, her clone, I don't know the main character, the, the main character, the mom's clone, turns around and starts talking to her. And it's in this cringy ass, not scary at all, poor attempt of a fucking scare voice. And that goes on throughout the whole movie. And that just killed, like that killed my fucking vibe. When it was like the clicking noise in Hereditary, I could get into it because it was like, what the fuck is that about? But when it was like, it's literally equivalent to me doing this. There's a ghost outside. It's it doesn't sound like that at all, but it's equally as dumb as me doing that. Think of that same sentence and that same voice. Oh my god, there's a ghost outside. Think of that being the fucking plot of a scary movie or like the core scary part of a movie. You would think this is the dumbest cringy fucking film I've ever seen. Well, go see us. Listen to that voice when you hear it. And tell me if that's scary to you, okay? That's all I'm going to say. Tell me if that's... If it is, maybe it is. But that didn't fucking do it for me. It wasn't scary. It wasn't interesting. It was just... I just couldn't... I wasn't a fan of it, right? So I asked my friends and family. I asked all of you fans out there and friends and family and... We don't say fans anymore. I forgot. I asked the fucking sisters out there what you guys thought of... What was your scariest... What's the scariest movie you've ever seen? Or what's the scariest scene from a movie that exists, in your opinion? A lot of people said Hereditary, which I was super fucking pumped for. But I'm going to read a few of these. This person says Hereditary, but in particular, when the mom becomes possessed and floats up to the treehouse. Like this, which is weird, but... And to hail her demon... Okay, I don't want to say too much, because it might be a little bit, um, like, fucking spoiler. But... I thought Hereditary was really great. I thought it was awesome. It was fucking scary as shit. I thought that scene was actually kind of like weak. And when you like the fucking for the people that have seen Hereditary, when she floats up, it's so like, like, I don't know if it's CGI, but it's so fucking not real that I thought it was actually dumb. But I appreciate you saying Hereditary because I 100% agree. It was one of the best scary movies of the past 10 years for sure. This was the scariest part of that movie, in my opinion. We're going to play it right here. If you haven't seen it, let this be a reason why you should see this fucking film. And you don't know what's going on, and I'm not going to tell you what's going on. You're just going to have to see it. It sucks for the audio listeners. I'm going to actually explain. So, P 
Peter, the main character in Hereditary, in this scene, he's looking around his classroom. He's getting fucking possessed or whatever you want to think. His arm shoots up and his hand is like fucking broken. And the teacher thinks he's raising his hand because he's in class. And then it switches to his face right fucking here. Let's see where it is. It switches to his face, the camera angle, and his face is just fucked up. And uh, he has his click that his sister's doing throughout the film, which is the reoccurring scary part of the movie. So his face is very like crooked and fucked up. And now he makes this noise that is what his sister made. I'm not going to tell too much about it, but makes this noise, slams his face on the desk, uh, and then just kind of loses his shit, slams his face on the desk again. And like scares himself out of it. Dude. This fucking scene in this movie, in Hereditary, I know for you fucking audio listeners out there, it's kind of hard for you to get along with or match the emotions I'm feeling right now. But that scene in Hereditary, man, was so fucking... I remember sitting there like holding my head like, what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, And... That like that type of movie blows me away, and I then when you read about it, uh, Alex Wolf, the actor in Hereditary, in that scene he says that the the desk was actually like he thought it was going to be a foam desk, but it was just a little piece of foam like put over the table. So when he slams his face on the desk, it's like. He was method acting through a lot of this, so he was really in the fucking zone. But he slams his face against the desk, and then he, like, actually jumps back out of fucking fear and, like, how bad that hurt. And he slams his knee on the desk when he comes to, like, when he jumps up and hits the ground. And then he explains, like, that his nose was, like, it was either actually fractured or, like, fractured. It was actually fractured or very close to being, and his knee was all fucked up from that scene. And... Just hearing about how, like, when people method act, I think that's already says that this movie's probably going to have really great acting in it. And when it's a scary movie and they're method acting, they're in the fucking zone. And uh, I don't, just, I don't know, man. I don't want to say a bunch of basic shit because I really don't know a lot of the depths of what's going on in this film, but it was fucking great. Now, here's a poor example of a scary movie scene. This is from The Conjuring 2, which The Conjuring 2, I thought was I thought they were good. I like The Conjuring series. I think they're great. They're a little bit cheesy for me, but um, in this scene, it's like the mother or whoever the fuck this is, she's in the room. You can't really see what's going on because of the lighting, but she's in this room and there's a picture frame of a nun behind her. And the lights go off, and it's very dragged out. It's very long. The lights go off, and she sees this face on the picture frame, and it's a nun. And then uh, the lights start, or the eyes of the picture start glowing, and she starts walking towards it and gets really close to it. It kind of looks creepy, but not really. And then basically she gets really close to it, and the nun gr- like comes out of the picture and grabs her by her throat, and then it's like a big scary thing. That, to me, is shitty. Like, I can't get down with that. I'm not... When it, when it comes to scary movies, it's more, about the, it's more about what's happening in the movie, like what's actually happening, and not about what I'm seeing. So, I don't know who I'm telling this to, if there's any fucking future movies, scary movie writers out there or directors. 
I think that we've seen, and I think that it's just new right now that I that this should be a thing. But we've seen poltergeist, we've seen fucking it, we've seen all these paranormal activities, all these scary movies that are based on a scary thing that you're seeing, and. You can only tweak the look of a fucking beast or a demon so many times to the point where you have to say, like, okay, this shit's just not scary anymore, you know? And uh, I think that's where we're headed. So psychological fucking thrillers and scary films that are realistic or involve death or involve things that people literally think about or mental illness is a very fucking good one to, like that you can bring to a scary movie and fucking expand. Uh, realistic shit, for me at least, is uh, where what hits home for a scary movie. This person said The Strangers. The Strangers was good, but I think it was cheesy. Hellraiser, I didn't see that one. Um, my dad responded to this. What's the scariest movie scene ever in your opinion? My dad said my wedding video. So fucking wish I could cue a audience laughing there. But that was pretty funny. This guy says Conjuring series, second one was my favorite. Now, I got like 15 messages saying Annabelle. So last night, I watched Annabelle again, and I just couldn't, like, I didn't understand what the fuck it was about. Like, okay, I understood what it was about, but I don't know. Annabelle was weird because it's cool that there's like a doll that is a visual, but there is some shit going on behind the scenes. And, like, the doll isn't necessarily, like, attacking them. It's, like, the powers of what the doll has in it. And, like, that just fucking evil entity that it's bringing. Entity, I think is how most people say that word. But it was good. But I really, really was just fucking confused about the girls. And, like, I, I just couldn't get it. I watched Creation. I didn't watch the first one. Um, but it was, like, scary. But at the same time, when it, when you put so much... When you give so much power into one character or one thing throughout a whole movie. To me, that's, like, very fucking exhausting. And I just think, like, man, all I'm going to think about this whole time in this movie is how scary this doll is and what's the doll going to do next, you know? That's what you think. So it becomes very predictable. When someone fucking gets pulled out of their chair in a scary movie and then that happens again and then another shit, that like, moves, all you're thinking about throughout the whole film is... Oh, I bet the fucking desk is going to move next. I bet the baby is going to fly in the air. And then that shit all happens. So, Annabelle, I really can't say because I'm a fucking moron and I didn't pay that much attention to the movie. But that was a big one. The Nun. This person said The Thing and Hereditary. The Thing... I don't even... No, I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't even know what the thing is. This person says, Every evil Lupita Nyong'o, I don't know how to say her last name, seen in Us. That's the actress that plays the character that does the voice. You guys really just have to see Us. I don't want to tell you guys about it. Now, this girl says, So the scariest movie I ever saw was Annabelle, not gonna lie. That shit scared the fuck out of me. And after the movie was over, I was talking to my sister about it and how it freaked me out. And she told me that it was supposedly real and it was a Raggedy Ann doll, which I think is actually somewhat true. Um, so the next day I get up, get home from class and walk upstairs and sitting on my bed is a Raggedy Ann doll holding a fucking knife. That's, that's good shit right there. I think her sister's great. That's a great fucking move. Um, but I got a lot of messages. Not a lot of people attached links, so I couldn't really show scary things in it. But... 
I just wanted to basically talk about scary films and give my opinion on them. And if you guys have any recommendations based on what I've told you, um, swipe up and or not. Sorry, you can't swipe up. This is a YouTube video. Comment down below and tell me a scary movie that you think I should watch. That's something that's realistic. Okay. My recommendations to all of you guys are Hounds of Love, which you could find on Hulu. Um, that's the kidnapping, rapey. It's kind of gross, but it's fucking scary. Hounds of Love is good. Um, Super Dark Times is fucking phenomenal. And Hereditary, if you haven't seen it yet. Those three, I could go on forever, but those three are like my picks of the fucking year or of the past two years. Or picks of the decade, I think those three would be it, honestly. Now... I also wanted to watch, while we're on the movie, I don't really talk about movies often, and maybe I shouldn't, but I haven't watched this trailer on purpose because I wanted to wait to watch it live. This is the Toy Story 4 trailer, and I wanted to watch it, so we're going to do that now. Okay, you know what, I'm fucking not doing that. First 12 seconds, and they fucking bring Forky back into the thing. And he says, I want you to meet Forky. And then, I already know, man. This is what the whole movie is going to be about. Imagine, you know what fucking pisses me off? Why does it only happen in films? Why is it, like, the new guy? Imagine going to work a new job, and then, like... On your first day, you're the top fucking, you're top shit. You get a raise, everyone wants to meet you, the boss is bragging about you. That's not fucking, that's not realistic. So, Toy Story 4 trailer, not watching it, because fuck that. I'm not gonna, I'm not doing that. Toy Story's about the fucking kids, man. It's about the toys. How are you about to bring in a fucking fork and then introduce that and then give it, like, the whole movie? Guarantee you... 99% of this movie is going to be about Forky, and he's probably going to make 70% of the scenes. That's fucking annoying. I don't like Toy Story 4. I already don't like it, so we're not talking about that. I was going to try to watch it, but no. I just got instantly pissed off. Look at I'm skipping throughout the trailer, and Forky's in every fucking... He's in every picture. He's there fucking again. Look at him. Not. I'm not doing that. I'm not... I don't accept him. I don't accept Forky into the fucking new movies. I don't accept them. Oh, Bo Peep's in it though. Kind of sick, but I'm not doing that. Anyways, let's get on. Let's get on. Let's move on from this. Let's talk about some shoes. Um, Hereditary is the best movie ever. This kind of this episode is kind of like a fucking like a YouTuber's type of like let's sit down and talk about movies and fucking chat in the fucking comment section so i hope you guys comment and give me some uh recommendations or tell me what you think of us if you go see us tell me what you think of it now i also wanted to do a little bit of an unboxing just because this is kind of a we're kind of trying new shit on this episode and i never really do unboxings but it's not really an unboxing i'm just showing you a box and showing you what comes in it i ordered these balenciaga triple s's and I talked about them last week. I got the black, red, and white pair. This is the 2018 like reissue. So it's like a restock, basically. A little bit different material, I'm sure. But they're four pounds each, okay? Which is a lot for a guy that's skinny and doesn't work out. But what comes with the box, kind of cool. They come with these extra laces, which I wanted to be 3M, but I don't believe that they are. 
It comes with this Balenciaga dust bag. It comes with, you know, fucking 80 things of paper. And I think that sneakers should, or sneaker brands should stop filling your fucking shoe boxes with pounds of paper because we're trying to not do that. We're trying to live organic lives and go against all that. So just give a box. We don't need fucking, that's a waste of paper. But let me show you the shoe up close. All right, let's get some uppy closey time. If, if anybody watches vape reviews, they're going to know what that is. Um, <laughs> so here it is. It's uh, heavy as fuck. And it's weird because they're heavy in hand, but they're surprisingly like very comfortable uh, on foot. And let me just go through the fucking four layers of soles here. The bottom layer, you got this beige and it's like a, it almost looks like a navy blue in the camera, but that's only because of my lighting. Um, it's navy blue. Okay, no, it's not navy blue. It's black, red, and beige at the bottom. Then you got this like cream colored off-white sole, and then there's black, and then there's another strip of pure white, and that makes up the sole that's very thick. It gives me like, I think I'm 6'1 normally, and with these on, I'm literally like 6'3. So it gives you like two inches, maybe even two and a half, and then you got the shoe here. The shoe itself is very light. The weight is not in the actual shoe, which this is important for all you people that are gonna try these on or try to buy them. Um, when I thought of like, holy shit, the shoe's four pounds, I'm thinking, am I, like, am I gonna feel that because it's on top of my foot or on the sides of my foot? It's really not. I bet you the, t the upper of this shoe, it's all made out of mesh and like this very shortcut suede. And, and a little bit of leather on there, so which gives a little bit of weight. But I bet you the top half of the shoe is half a pound, and the bottom sole alone is three and a half pounds. It's very heavy from the bottom is basically what I'm trying to say. It's not top heavy at all. I like to lace them up this factory sneaker lace way. If you don't know how to do that, look up on YouTube how to factory lace a pair of shoes. Um, I don't know. I think they look super clean. I'm still figuring out what I want to wear these with. When it comes to like pants, I try to do like skinny jeans with them. I did the fucking tuck my jeans in my sock look that makes it like super tapered. But they're fucking big on foot, man. So Balenciaga Triple S's, I'm, I'm a huge fan of them and they're super comfortable on hand or on foot. And uh, I unfortunately spent a lot of money on them. I spent like, well, they retail at $9.95 from where I am, or the stores that are around me after tax. It was like $1,050 or something like that. I got them for $8.40, which is pretty solid. Um, so if you could get them for around $800, I think it's a great deal. Even at $1,000, to be honest with you, I wanted them so bad that I was going to buy them regardless. But a shoe like this, it's not bad to spend that much money. Here's where being a sneakerhead comes in. I justify spending $1,000 on shoes more than I will justify spending like $50 on a car wash because I know that there's an ROI to fucking buying shoes and I would never buy cheap shoes because like cheap meaning like, okay, I don't want to say cheap because that sounds like I'm a fucking cock. I'm, I'm not trying to say cheap. I would never buy shoes that were $50 or $100 because in my opinion, you wear them like Vans or Converse. You wear them, you beat them to the ground, they're not worth shit, you throw them out or you give them away to someone. Hopefully you give them away to someone. Um, give them to a guy that's fucking living on the road and hasn't really gotten it together yet. Give them to a homeless guy. I hate to say that word, but that's what we're going to use the term. 
Even the homeless guy, I've done that plenty of times. I did it in New York, took shoes off my feet and gave them to a guy. Um, but that's still good. You know, it is good. But when you think of money-wise, uh, return on investment, you want something to get back or at least make some money back in my mind. So when I spend $800 on a shoe, I justify it because I think if I can wear this shoe for two years and sell it for 600 bucks, I really paid $200 to wear them for two years. And I would have gone through two or three pairs of Converse or Vans anyways and would have just gotten rid of them or thrown them out. So I, like that makes sense to me. Maybe it doesn't to you guys, but... When it comes to designer shoes, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm supportive. I'm all in. I don't mind spending that much money, uh, especially when they're this comfortable. I actually am ordering the multicolored pairs as well, and now I'm going to go through a Balenciaga Triple S phase. But next pair I got in hand, I'm only going to do these two because they're just what I have, and I don't want to do sneaker news because it was boring this week. But next pair I have in hand is the Bape Ultra Boosts. This was the first time I got to see these. This is the black and gray pair, and uh, they're cool and that's kind of all i have to say it's like a classic ultra boost there's nothing really special i like that they did the bape i don't know why it's a bape usa oh, okay well because it's fucking camo uh i don't know why it's like i don't know it's just it doesn't scream bape to me when you see it from the side and they're on the tongue even though it's like the bape camo it really doesn't look like it here, but on the, t on the, not the tongue, on the top of the shoe, like the toe box, you can see like that little ape mask right there or ape face. And like, I don't know, that's fucking all you could give. I just, when it comes to collaborations in shoes, you gotta put fucking bape somewhere big. There's a little logo on the toe box or on the tongue, which I appreciate. And it is USA. So it matches the whole camo theme. I do appreciate that. But I want to see something like this, like the undefeated pair. The undefeated pair has like undefeated's logo right here and it's bold. And you know that it's those two brands. If I'm wearing jeans over these that's covering the tongue, they're still sick. They look dope. It's a cool camel shoe. But it doesn't scream Bape for me, you know? The black and green pair, I guess, does a little bit more because Bape uses that same green. But the black and, black and gray pair, I don't know. They're solid. They're definitely going to be comfortable. Ultra Boosts are still one of the most comfortable shoes. But looks-wise, thoughts on this collaboration, I just wasn't like huge on. And I only wanted to talk about that. They're not really that new. But I just first, like this was the first time I got to see them in hand. So I figured I'd bring them out. Also, before I go, um, my I have different colored contacts in right now. So I know you think that I look like some scene fucking emo boy. But I ordered contacts and got the wrong fucking ones. And they said like vivid on them. And I thought that they were going to just make my eyes like a little bit brighter or something. They're literally colored contacts. And my fucking eyes are like, I don't even know what color they are. So, yeah. And I have these in. I look very goth, dark, weird kind of today. And maybe you guys aren't going to be a fan of that. But I'm, I didn't change. It's just fucking... 30 days of wearing these and then my eyes will be back to normal or as soon as I order and get them in hand. So uh, that's it for today's episode. I don't really know how I feel about this episode. So definitely let me know. Feedback is always key. You guys know that. So let me know what you thought. Movie talk I know is kind of like give or take. You fucking am I really going to listen to this guy talk about his opinion on movies? I know. But I just wanted to give it a shot because I wanted to talk about us and uh yeah, everyone have a great Sunday, 
And if you can listen to uh, listen to the listen to the fucking Frey album. Shout out to the Frey, and shout out to fucking Jim Jim Ross, and shout out to my brother because it's his birthday. 